to another episode of Bitter and Jaded. I'm your host, Joshua Scott, and today I have with me a musician so cool, he will have you Harlan at the moon. My friend Harlan Save. What's up, <laughs> bud? How are you? Oh my god, I was not ready for that one. <laughs> that's terrible. We aim to please. <laughs> yeah, man. Nah, man. That's uh, that's great. Um, I'm, uh, I'm just super honored to be on here. But well, tell people a little bit about yourself, man. Oh man, I'm uh, <laughs> the most Joe Schmo guy. I'm uh, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty normal dude. Uh, um, I just happen to have gotten lucky over and over again. I yeah. guess you know, just I'm I'm super grateful for a lot of things uh, that have that have happened. But I'm literally, you know, I'm from a small town and uh, just lucky to have had some cool breaks yeah so, yeah man yeah. you definitely had some super cool cool stuff going on so your actual name isn't harlan save your name is dylan oh, man, um, no. but i'm busting you out in front of everyone i'm busting you out um but like tell people a little bit about that like how would you describe your music um well it's it's kind of like a influenced by a lot of folk artists a lot of uh soul uh roots and a little bit of like alt rock, so there's just a lot of things going on. There's <laughs> influences from like um, Sam Cooke and Otis Redding to like Simon and Garfunkel to like I grew up in the '90s, so there's like some you know grunge rock beats yeah. on there. Some. You know, so. <laughs> well, how long have you been making music, man? Um, I think I've been playing music for about 15 years, but I've been playing in bands for probably about like 10 or 12. Mm-hmm. So just. At the time, um, when I first started, I was doing a lot of acoustic stuff, and then the the actual Savannah music scene was like really big into like super heavy metal. Yeah. So that was like the thing that was what everybody was doing. So I remember I I just tried to jump into that world, and uh, I I went and found a really cheap electric guitar. I had some friends that were putting together some like just really heavy heavy stuff. And somehow I learned how to do it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, back in back in the day, they they had this uh, just group of places in downtown Savannah that um that were just really big into going to shows. It was kind of like this weird like underground culture where like Friday and Saturday nights you'd see like a ridiculous amount of people that would show up to these things. And w- one of the main places was a, uh, it was actually a pizza place, believe it or not. And like the basement, they would hold these shows and you would just never expect you're like getting a piece of pizza and like the floors rumbling. <laughs> and like, yeah, you would just like walk down these stairs and there'd be like standing room only in these, in, in this basement. Yeah. And, uh, at tops, maybe like 60, people could even fit in there yeah for fire code <laughs> yeah for real like i'm I, I would not be surprised if someone told me that there would probably been several shows that have been like broken up because of that but yeah it was just um it was like such a big change because like i said i mean like my influences came from you know of course your your parents listen to certain music my mom was really big on like Rush and Stevie Nicks. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> and then my my dad was real big on like Otis Redding and Sam Cooke and like just super old country stations that would barely come in. <laughs> so it was like I, I took a little bit of all of that, and I mean I genuinely loved all that stuff. Um, but yeah, so th- that contrast of then being in like heavy metal bands for a few years and then. The whole scene just kind of like dissipated. So uh, we just found other ways to kind of continue just playing music. And I kind of did my own thing for a while. And then from that was just kind of birthed this this new uh, uh, style of music that I've just been doing for the last few years. Oh, okay. So, so has you just been Harlem for the past couple of years? Two, three years? What are we talking? Um, I think officially I'd come up with like the name uh, probably like 2013. Oh, wow. Yeah. So <laughs> just it, sitting on a name. Yeah, and like we'd had music that we'd written, uh, and I say we, it was uh, me and one of my best friends from high school, his name's Shane Moore. We had written, um, along with some other people, had written some music, and we just kind of held on to that music for a while, and the names of the band kind of changed over time, but we kind of held on into like the songs that we held on to, we felt were good enough to mm-hmm. just kind of carry forward. And so even some of the songs that you know I've kept to this day are uh, some of those original songs. So, but Harlan Saved 
like officially it's probably only been like three years oh yeah so, okay hey yeah. man you know you gotta start somewhere right <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> well yeah. give folks a little bit of backstory how'd you come up with that name okay so i mean it's the shortest story ever harlan is uh my my dad's middle name um my my dad actually passed away when i was 19 um i took uh i took his name and then like saved was just kind of like something where you know when he passed i kind of went through a hard time Mm -hmm. and i i just felt like what kind of what kept me going was him and so you know save was just kind of like uh you know harlan common and he saved so you know that's cool, man. That's cool. Because when I first seen the name, I was like, I don't think I've ever seen a name that like, but like, but here in the backstory, you had already messaged me before. I was like, man, that's rad, man. That's rad. Yeah, man, thanks. You know? So when, when fans start screaming it, like, are they going to start <laughs> chanting like Harlan? You prefer them to say saved? What we got? Because you know, Dude, I'm I fully even... in, man. <laughs> I, I've not thought that far ahead. I, I, don't, I think, uh, you know, if we get some fans screaming, I'll, uh, I'll just be happy. Yeah. All right. All right. That works. That works. So you said you write, perform all your own stuff with your with your friend what's that process like like how long does it take to get like say a song one song going um it's kind of it's kind of back and forth um sometimes he'll bring me just like the shell of something or he'll just bring me like some lyrics or vice versa i'll just come to him with like hey here's this cool guitar part or hey here's this these lyrics right here and we'll just kind of go back and forth on well he'll send me like a balance of a version of you know, like an early version of the song. And then we just kind of send it back and forth until we get something. Uh, for a while there, he lived up in Atlanta. And so it was kind of, we thought it was going to be a lot harder to work on music, but it really wasn't because he had a setup, I had a setup. So, you know, he'd send me something, I'd listen to it, I'd add something to it, or I'd change something up and send it back. And we would just do that until we had like a finished product. And that was that's literally just yeah, it. That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. Is there like a testing process? You like to like your friends and family hear it, or you just like try it out on stage? Oh man, because like wish... that would be nerve wracking, man. Like, here's my new song. Yeah, <laughs> I-, I wish I did. I mean, sometimes I can't help it, and I will kind of like show stuff to people, but f- for the most part, no. It's just like, you know. I, I hate to say it to sound a certain way, but I mean, if I write something and I love it mm-hmm. and I think it's good, then you know, I'm, I guess that's, that's kind of, that, yeah, that's yeah. kind of, that's kind of all that matters, you know, like, and I obviously hope that other people enjoy it, but I, I think that there's such like music is so like subjective that people that you're going to find people that enjoy that. There's yeah. going to be a group of people that enjoy that. And so hopefully, you know, it's the people around here, but you know, um, We'll find you an audience, man. We'll find you an audience, man. Don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about that. Well, speaking about being on stage, what's that like for you, man? Is it like nerve-wracking? Are you like one of those weird people who were born to be in front of a crowd? Oh, I'm just weird in general, but uh, (laughs) yeah, no, it's... You know, there's there's still times to this day where I uh, I'll get nervous at first, and I think that I, it's important. I think it's important to be nervous, and you know, you you care about what you're doing. If I wasn't nervous and I didn't care, then I probably shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, man. you know, I guess you can get more comfortable. But if the nerves are still there, that means you know you're like your heart's still in it. Because if you're out there, yeah. you're like, yeah, I guess let's do it. I mean, you're show. performing your music. If yeah. you don't care about that, <laughs> then like, you know. Uh, Gotcha, man. Well, have you played any uh, any uh, cool venues or any other places with like local artists? Because you said you were doing like the you know like the hardcore like metal scene and stuff <laughs> like that, but like you're kind of out of that now. Like, who are you playing with nowadays? Is it just you? Uh, for the most part, yes. I I do play by myself a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, sometimes I'll bring in other musicians to kind of fill out the full band sound, but mm-hmm. for the most part, I do really like the intimate shows where it's just me and a acoustic or. You know, like shows that uh, we've been doing a lot of house shows and stuff like that where we were literally set up in someone's house, mm-hmm. in their living room or on their porch or anything nice. like that. And and those shows are really cool because you get something out of those that you don't really get out of the bigger shows that people can just walk up to you and you're like, they, you know, because sometimes people feel like they can't come up and just talk to you and you're not a normal person. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's weird because like, it, you know, if, you know, people that know me and, in you know, me and you are getting to know each other. I am just like this kid from Springfield. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> so there's, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to walk up to me. So I really enjoy those shows a lot. Bigger shows. I did, I've done a couple festivals, um, and those are really fun. There's a lot of people there, but at the same time, like, 
those are the main ones where like people feel like for some reason they can't come up to you. And I don't like that because I don't want to stand around all day. I want people to come up to me and talk to me. So what festivals do you play? Um, just like, they're mainly like smaller ones. The last one I did was actually just one here in Savannah. It was, uh, called sit in sessions. Mm -hmm. And, uh, (laughs) I actually have a really good friend that, uh, that set up that one. And, uh, he plays like, kind of a rootsy r&b kind of sound yeah his um his name is jacob evans he's uh just phenomenal songwriter phenomenal singers phenom- he's gonna tell you that i'm a liar but <laughs> uh, he's the coolest guy ever he will not accept a compliment though no but he set up this show and uh he asked me if i wanted to be on it like of course yeah and and uh he's like yeah we're gonna have all these artists there and so like i showed up and it was like towards the end of the day, it was like an all day thing. I, I I was like later on in the day, so I got there like a few hours before I was supposed to go on, and I'm hearing like some of the bands are going. It's like R and B stuff, and I was just like, wait, no, I'm the only person that is not R and B. No way. I was literally like the and I felt, but what what was so weird was I was not expecting the audience there to be so open. Yeah. With like I I played. And everybody ate it up. Nice. And like and people came up there. I was like, they were like, I was not expecting that. Yeah. I was not, you know, you know, we weren't expecting that style of music, but they, they enjoyed it. They, there was a lot of, there was a lot of people that actually came up for that. And I was, that was, I was super appreciative of that. That's definitely. That's crazy. That's like playing metal at a country show. And people exactly. are just like, ah, we <laughs> Exactly. That's exactly the contrast That's there. That's crazy, man. I love that though. That's cool. At least they were like receptive. They weren't like, boo, we need better music. Like <laughs> right. this dude Harlan blows, it's man. It's crazy. Yeah, it really was. It was, it was really nuts. But uh, yeah, so that's, those, those shows are all really I'm honestly actually just glad. I, I actually want to throw in there. I'm just glad to actually be doing shows again. Like yeah. out, after the last like year, it's been pretty ridiculous to yeah. be honest. Like, yeah. you just feel like you're cooped up in your house. The only like the only plus to that I think was that it gave me more time to work on stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but like just in general, it's just like being able to shake someone's hand feels yeah. so good. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, man. I got you. Well, actually, you have a single out on Spotify. It's the only thing that you can find with your name on it. It's, it's called uh, Lawless, and it rules. It absolutely rules. I played it the other day for Jenna, and she's like, oh, this is super rad. I was like, yeah, you know, your boy coming on the show. So, like, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm like, I want to know, like, what's it like to get a song on Spotify? Like, I'm on Spotify. I'm nationwide, right? But is there, like, a different process? Do they, like, can they be like, nah, this, nah. Could- I think that they probably could. Um, it's really not a hard process. It's just you know, finding a distribution company. And I think that one just, that was just a single that I put out. So I didn't like try to attach myself to any kind of company label, that kind of thing. Mm. So I went through this like company called, um, distro kid and they're like, anybody can really use them. I, I don't, I wouldn't think that they would turn anybody down. Yeah. But, but yeah. So, I mean, I, I sent it to them. They they emailed me back. We're like, yeah, you're good to go. Um, you know, just pick a release date and that kind of thing. And so I chose. Um, it came out December 13th last year. It was my dad's birthday, so I just thought that was a really cool oh, yeah, day to cool. you know to to do something like that. So I I mean I was I was really happy with that, but it's just crazy now to hear it because it's that was recorded a year prior to when I even put it out. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and the funny thing was all of that, I mean, if you couldn't tell, uh, just for me, I just kind of cringe sometimes because all of that was recorded in my living room. <laughs> um, every instrument, everything in there was just like, that was in one day. The song had already been written and we had this version of it that was like almost like in halftime. It was very kind of slow. Mm-hmm. And... Um, what kind of made the what built that song was the drums because once once I laid down the drums it was kind of like well these drums kind of sound a little bit like the guitar needs to be faster and I contribute this entire process to coffee so <laughs> I drank I by the end of the day I'd had eight cups of coffee but 
during that process, I was just like so jacked up on coffee and <laughs> I played the drums. And I was like, no, nah, this guitar has to be like super fast now. So I was just like started playing and I was like, okay, this actually sounds like it could be cool. So, but yeah, I mean, at this point, even that song, it's actually been re-recorded for the, for the new album and it, it does have a little bit of a different spin on it, but mm. it, it's actually produced it actually feels like a real song to me you know which i i still always have you know uh, that'll always be you know part of me and I, I have a heart for that song but but yeah i mean it's it's kind of cool and i'm really glad that people are still enjoying it i still get messages about it and that's that's a cool thing you know just that people appreciated it yeah so. man well i think i think it rules i don't i didn't know you were all hopped up on caffeine or whatever <laughs> but uh that's that makes it even better man it makes it even better you're just like jittery playing i was getting like, it let's go <laughs> <laughs> well so you you mentioned a, a new album I, we spoke before and you said you can't say a day but we got a new album coming out <laughs> can you at least say the name can you say anything at all yeah no i can't absolutely i can um date no but yes um the so the album is called 1958 mm. and again this is surrounded by my dad is kind of like a concept album um 1958 was the year he was born and a lot of these songs are kind of about like things that have happened since he's been gone mm -hmm. and so it was kind of like me writing a letter to him like here's all the things that happened since you've been gone just oh, to wow. kind of catch you up so that's kind of what the album feels like to me and there's a couple songs in there that are that are also kind of thrown in like lawless because lawless was uh based off of a movie that uh I really enjoyed it and it was kind of one of those movies like he and I would have watched together. Unfortunately, it came out after, but yeah, but you know, it was, uh, you know, just the whole thing there, there's songs on there about like love loss, just like uh, headaches, that kind of thing, <laughs> just a little bit of everything, yeah. you know, but it's, uh, it's been a really cool process and honestly, it actually almost didn't even get made because, well, I say I almost didn't get made. It almost was like a completely different thing because I all of these songs were finished, like I said, like a year, a year, at least a year ago. Recorded all of them just the same as I did with Lawless. And then I guess I should like kind of preface this with my favorite band of all time. <laughs> They're... Um, <laughs> They're they're like a really small band and you've probably never heard of them, and I hope you have. But they're called Good Old War, and um, they're like a trio from Philadelphia, and they do this like modern day kind of Simon and Garfunkel kind of thing. Mm. And it was so weird because again, I was doing really heavy music at the time when I found them, and as soon as I heard them, it was like literally like a movie moment. It was like. I, I knew because this was the thought in my head and I'll never forget. It was just like, as soon as I heard them, I was like, if music could describe anybody as a person, this music describes <laughs> me as a person. Yeah. And I've always felt that way. It never went away. I thought, you know, like a lot of times you'll get, you'll get on a kick with a band and then, um, you know, it'll just kind of be like, oh, well, I kind of like this band now. And I kind of yeah. like this band now. It's, it's just never changed. And uh, so I just really got into them. And over the years, every time that they came to Georgia, I was literally there at yeah. every show. And awesome. so I ended up uh, actually becoming friends with all of them, which was just nuts for me in general. <laughs> cool. Because they're all really nice guys. They would all come up and, and speak with you after the show. And, you know, of course, at, at first I was just like, these guys are just being nice. Mm -hmm. But no, we just like we would have, you know, stuff to talk about. And I they we would actually carry on conversations and. At one point, I remember I, I stood outside of, like, the Savannah Civic Center for at least, like, an hour and a half after the show and just chatted it up with the guitar player. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, I can I can let you go. Like, yeah. you know, I don't want to <laughs> hold you up. And uh, he was like, no, nah, man, you're actually really cool. And I was like, ah. what? <laughs> no, 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 and no. put that on my tombstone, guys, that I was cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> dude, dude, I was cool. No, um, but, yeah, and the guitarist's name is Danny um dan schwartz he goes by danny black now um he does some solo stuff on the side but he and i became the closest and some of these house shows i'd been doing uh he was coming down and doing with me so he would drive all the oh, way down man. from philadelphia and i would open for him well i i showed him these songs and he was just like these suck <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh god <laughs> no he didn't he didn't say this like no he was just like no nah, man you really gotta you know 
the best advice he's given me was like, you never consider anything finished until you've explored like every avenue of it. So we pretty much like tore apart all of these songs and like rebuilt them. He always said like, if you rebuild it and it's the same song, then it was meant to be that way. And if you, you know, you, if not, you've just found like some other like way to do this thing. Yeah. So I always took that advice and he's been like a, he stepped in as kind of like a producer role. Um, on this album and also laid down some guitar and some a little bit of vocals on there too so and then on top of that their drummer uh just finished and sent over he did all of the percussion and all of the drums for my album which is just like blows my mind because like the fact that i even got to meet them the fact that i made friends with them and then now like I literally just made my first album with, with my favorite band. Oh man, that's rad! <laughs> See, that stuff never happens, man. That's super it doesn't. Cool. It doesn't. It's, <laughs> it's insane. But I, I can't tell you how grateful I am. I really am, and it's, it's important to me to like really let everybody know and let them know that like this is like, you know, this is something I'm really passionate about. I love this, and I really, I'm just grateful for everybody that listens. Like that's. It means a lot more than me than you, than you realize, and so that's that's just something that you know. I I, I really hope it, everybody understands that you know. Yeah, man, that's super cool. That's super cool, man. So, is this a full time gig for you yet? Um, for the most part, I've been keeping busy with a lot of this stuff, uh, including like with this recording process. But we've shot some videos and um, like for the for some of the songs, mm-hmm. and um, actually our mutual friend that I spoke of before um joey joey duff um he's actually in one of the music oh, no videos way, rad. <laughs> yeah, i called him up i was like hey do you want to be a part of this like fully expecting him to be like oh that's weird no he was like nah i'll be there so yeah, i was like that's my boy that's right oh yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah that's cool man that's cool well do you have any upcoming shows or anything people can look out for in the next couple of weeks um, not in the next couple of weeks, I wouldn't say. Um, we're kind of, I'm kind of trying to chill on the shows until we have the the music out. And okay. the reasoning for that is just because it doesn't make a lot of sense for me to go out and and go travel to go do a show and then ask people to look me up and I only have one song. Oh like, yeah, business wise, yeah. you know, like I love doing shows and I can't wait to do them again. But it just it just doesn't make sense, you know. I wanna I wanna be able to tell them, hey, go look me up, and then they find this entire album instead of just being like, oh, so you got that you that, got that, that one, one song? song. Yeah. yeah, it's a good song. It's a good song. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Anna. thank you. Well, uh, not only are you the Harlan said. You also spent almost five years in the independent wrestling circuit. Now nah, we gotta talk about that. Oh. I, you know, we gotta talk about that. I, well, you do brought we? it up. Well, we do. Oh, we okay. do. So, like, how did you get involved um, in that, dude? Oh man, that's like like some literally some of my earliest childhood memories was sitting around watching wrestling and like. To this day, I, I I almost hate to admit, but there's a part of me that's still kind of proud of it. I'm almost <laughs> 29. Ugh. And I still watch pro wrestling <laughs> at least once a week. Nice, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I grew up on, you know, like in the 90s, I was big on like Stone Cold and uh, The Rock and freaking Hulk Hogan and stuff <laughs> like that, you know, Undertaker. And it was just something that like I didn't really think like, how do you even get into that? Yeah. And so I just remember I was literally like just trying to find something to do because I, I I absolutely hate nine to five. I really do. And hey, Dolly Parton's a national treasure. I need oh, to watch him out. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Dolly. If, if, if we, know, we know you're listening. But, <laughs> yeah, I know uh, you're listening. Avid fan. Uh, <laughs> avid fan, Dolly Parton. Um, she, um, no. Uh, but yeah, so I'd, I'd been watching it for so long and then I was just trying to find something to do. And there was this school that was like just a couple hours away that, you know, I was like a school, like what you go to a school to learn how to do pro wrestling. This oh, is no like, way. yeah, it's like clown school, you know, exactly. Hey. I mean, it is, there's probably several, like <laughs> several things in common, but, um, yeah, so I went there fully expecting like I was I was a nervous wreck. I remember I watched like a bunch of videos and was like, "All right, I got this." But yeah, like I'm gonna go. So I showed up there and they put me through the ringer and yeah. <laughs> they literally 
beat my ass for like two hours straight. And then they're like, hey, do you want to come back next week? And I was like, yeah, is, are you are you telling me I can come back next week? And they were like, yeah, yeah, just just come back up next week. And I was hey. like, oh, okay. And I remember I asked the, the promoter like years later, I was like, hey, I sucked. Like, why did you even ask me to come back? He's like, dude. You're like six four, like two hundred something pounds. Like, yeah, like yeah. we want we want you to come back. So yeah, for like five years, I got like half naked on the weekends for people. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey! It was so fun, man. That I I still to this day there's certain times where I'm like, man, I really would like to have another match, like have like a definitive, like this is my retirement match, <laughs> that kind of thing. No, but it was so fun. I was literally, it was the most hope bunk weird thing in the world too at the same time because there was a couple times it literally out in statesboro which isn't far from where you know where we are right now yeah. um uh we would literally be wrestling in a wrestling ring in front of a crowd of like 50 people mm. in the parking lot of a ryan's buffet <laughs> not even kidding you yeah let's go <laughs> i won my first championship in wrestling in inside of that ryan's buffet <laughs> i'm not even kidding they moved all they moved a bunch of tables out of the way we set up this ring and i'm getting body slammed while i'm watching someone like chew on a piece of like fried chicken like 10 feet away from me that's that- is amazing. <laughs> if that's oh, not the most that. pro wrestling thing you've ever heard of. <laughs> well, did so you serious. have like a wrestling in? Oh, I did. I was the Cosmic Kid uh, Nova. <laughs> yeah, I was, go. I, was, uh, yeah. I like that, man. <laughs> it was a comic. Uh, it was like a comic uh, superhero character. Mm. Yeah, did you have like a like a sick intro? Pyro oh. going, man. Oh or like a lighter yeah, or whatever. <laughs> there was probably somebody in there with like a lighter. Yeah. Somebody's lighting a cigarette. <laughs> like, yeah, man. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, dude. It, no, none of that. Like no pyro. You had like a curtain and someone playing like a boombox. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm kidding. It wasn't that bad. Like I, I, I definitely did a lot of bigger shows. Like whenever I started traveling out of state and stuff. But yeah, just like the mainly the ones around like this area were like super backyard wrestling. Yeah, yeah, that was one of my questions. Is like, were you one of those like backyard wrestling kids? Like, they, you know, they made a video game about that where they're like smacking kids with light bulbs and throwing them off roofs. I promise you, that was a million times cooler than. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. Uh, it was it was put together to an extent. I think the promoter had y- used to write for um, WWE SmackDown. Okay. So yeah, so he had some um, he had some experience in the business, and he would bring in like some of the people that he knew and like some of the past wrestlers. And so every now and again, you'd be like wrestling, and they'd be doing a show with like Tito Santana or like. <laughs> Um, just trying to think of some of the names, uh, Ted DiBiase, the million dollar man. Oh, uh, no way. That's rad. Yeah. yeah. It'd be, it'd be so random though. Cause yeah. you're just like, yeah, man, the, the, you're like, you're like one of my heroes, but yeah, we're I'm sorry Ryan's. we're in this, no. uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry we're in this bingo hall. <laughs> oh my God. That's so awesome, dude. <laughs> Would well, you ever get hurt doing this stuff, man? Yeah, that's unfortunately, that's the reason why I'm not, I don't currently do it anymore. I was doing a show down in Orlando mm. and uh, a spot went wrong and I uh, broke my shin in half, my tibia. Oh my Broke God. it in half. Yeah, it was bad. You think it's bad, like knocking it on like a, your your bed frame yeah oh it was terrible and i didn't even realize i'd never even broken i'd never broken my leg um before and uh we did the spot and i like went over the top rope like feet overhead and when my leg hit the floor it hit like this weird angle and i knew that it hurt i was just like (laughs) that hurt but I did. I never broken my leg, so I was just like, "I'm all right." So I went to go stand up, no. and that's when, yeah, I like it. Like I pretty much like sat on it. Oh, so it was uh, it was awesome. Oh, and, yeah, and that's what we call it. Awesome. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to stay the night in Orlando, so or I didn't want to stay in the emergency room all night in Orlando. So, um, one of my friends, uh, I don't think she'll care if I say her name, but um. She wrestles on WWE right now, which currently she's uh, getting ready to have a child, so or her second child. So she's not on TV at the moment, but she goes by Lacey Evans. Mm-hmm. But um, she was there, um, and I stayed the night in her apartment with my leg um, sitting on a pillow all night. 
and then got back in the car the next day and came all the way back to Savannah. Literally still had my wrestling gear on. <laughs> literally, like, my leg is, like, sitting kind of sideways because it's broken yeah. all the way back to Savannah from Orlando. Oh, it was just ridiculous. Oh, my God. That's so insane. Uh, and that yeah. was it? That was a wrap? You're like, I'm done? I've had a handful of matches since, but it was just kind of, like, one-off kind of things where I was just like, you know, I kind of want to do it. But I'm honestly, like... If I do have another match, it would be great. But if I don't, that I think I'm okay. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> I I got into it just like, you know, I I remember saying to my my best friend, I was like, if my only goal in doing this is like if I can win a championship in wrestling, I'm good. Like I yeah. don't have to. I don't have to make it to WWE. I don't have to do any of this kind of thing. As long as I win a belt, I can be like, Mama, I made it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a belt? Uh, they don't let you keep them. Oh. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I did, win, I did win a belt. I was Georgia heavyweight champion. And then, like, six months later, uh, I lost it to someone. And then, you know, they, oh. they carry it on. So. Man, they should give you something. <laughs> like a picture. You have at least a picture of you holding the belt. You know what I mean? I have a, I have a picture of a picture of you holding the belt. I, I held up a picture and somebody else took a picture. And you kind of can't tell it's Solid. me. But it looks a lot like Ric Flair. <laughs> Well, how does the amateur scene differ from like the main event? Is it like wildly different? Like you um, said, it was kind of rinky dink sometimes, but like were we full on doing like you know stories and and all that stuff like that? Um, sometimes yes. If you like, if you go to a show that you're not on a lot, they'll throw you in just like a random like one off match against somebody. But a lot of these places do kind of run like a storyline. If you're doing enough shows a month, mm-hmm. like if you're only doing one show a month, you're not really do you're not really running a storyline because just like people, it's a month later, you're probably not even gonna have most of the crowd that you had the last yeah. show to be different people. So yeah. there, you know, the story isn't really gonna matter there. They just want to watch people get hit with chairs. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there were some there were some places where we would have stories, and you know, you a lot of that's kind of left up to the promoter. They kind of they kind of run all of that. Like a lot of times, they don't really give you that freedom of being like, "Hey, I wanna I wanna do this thing," and you know, it's basically Think you know, it. no one cares. <laughs> like, no, who I are mean, you? <laughs> I know they're like, who did you ever beat? <laughs> Well, like, how's the pay? Like, are you paid? Like, when you're breaking your leg, are they paying you to do this? Or is this just uh, the thrill of the hunt or whatever, man? Uh, I'd say for probably the first year, mm. I was paid in hot dogs and handshakes. Oh. And and you eventually start making a little bit of money. But I think at most, like, even, even when I was making the most money, I was a lot of times just making my travel back. Yeah. Like, that's what I was making back. So it's not a lot when you're on the independence and so you start working a lot of TV and stuff like that. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, even independent shows will, even today, like, especially because there's a lot of streaming out there, people will, like, have their own shows on like different apps and stuff but mm. you know it'll still be like some type of gymnasium and... <laughs> <laughs> i love this man yeah. i never thought of ryan's i've eaten it i've eaten oh. all ryan's i didn't know that people were getting you know body slam <laughs> body slam. i did a i did a tables ladders and chairs match <laughs> in that parking lot <laughs> and i had my first cage match in that parking lot oh my god i'm not even kidding you <laughs> picks to prove it that's awesome man <laughs> was there like training classes and like practices beforehand so that way because you know it's kind of choreographed you know people always say like oh wrestling's fake but like you're out there whoa you whoa whoa leg. we don't say the yeah. f word yeah <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna hit me with a chair <laughs> oh, oh you're lucky there's not one in here um no, uh, I mean, yeah, you go to school for a while uh, and learn the basics and stuff like that, and they'll kind of throw you in. A lot of times they'll throw you in under a mask. They'll be like, they're, we're throwing you in under the hood because, you know, you're going to suck for a while, and then when you take off the mask, you're a different person, mm-hmm. and, like, nobody's going to be like, hey, that was that dude that, like, sucked, like, two <laughs> months ago. No, um, but, yeah, you do that for a while, and then you just kind of work your way up. Um, as far as, like, I guess, uh, practice – I mean, you'll show up a couple hours before a show and kind of, like, get your bumps in where you'll, like, you know, you just take the falls on yeah, the mat yeah, yeah. and stuff like that, run the ropes. And uh, a lot of times, especially on the indie scene, they'll, the old-timers will really want you to do something called calling it in the ring. So, like, if you're experienced enough, you get in the ring with somebody 
and you'll you know you'll tuck in you'll tuck into somebody and kind of like let them know I, I'm gonna give you a drop down uh, you know yeah take the clothesline off the off the rope anyway um but yeah for the most part it's like that and then sometimes if you're planning like a big spot or a big move or a big finish you'll kind of or like some type of crazy sequence of yeah. moves. You'll you'll kind of go over that verbally in the back, but you're not like a lot of times you're not going to go out there and actually try to run it. So. Yeah, <laughs> I got you, man. I got you. Are there like rules against like mimicking like professional wrestlers? Like, see, I wrote this joke. I said, could I could I walk up as Josh the Pebble Johnson and hit him with the Republic's elbow? <laughs> That's what I wrote down. This is the kind of joke uh, I got over here. You did write that. You wrote that. Oh man. Um, no, I mean it's all fair. Um, is it though? Is it? Can you get up there and you know? Can you see what Cosmos is cooking or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can, as long as you're not straight up ripping someone else's full gimmick, then yeah, yeah you can pretty much. Uh, <laughs> most of the guys on the indie scene are doing someone else's finisher that they the people only know because they saw it on TV. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's basically it. Well, that's good. I didn't know if they had like trademark, you know, stuff like that. If you had to worry about somebody walking up and be like, "Hey, hey, man, hey, man," you know, that's yeah. my that's my. As long as you're not movie. doing like a full on. They're probably never even going to see it, to be honest. <laughs> well, what are the odds of like making it? You know, is uh, it slim? How many how many recruiters are coming to that Ryan's parking lot, man? <laughs> I mean, you'd you'd be surprised, but no, it is it is pretty slim. Like the only the only person that I'd say you know that made it the furthest would be um, would be she goes by Lacey Evans on TV, but her name is Macy, and she's like. My older, she, you know, she feels like my older sister, Mm -hmm. but, um, she came in as a amateur wrestler in college and had went to state a couple times and she was actually at the time still in the Marines. So she would drive all the way to like Statesboro from, uh, like Paris Island Mm. and, do a show with us and knew nothing about professional wrestling. I remember the first night I met her, she was sitting on the floor, like putting her boots on and nobody was talking to her. And I I used to hate that, but I remember when I came in, like nobody, everybody acts like they're too big for you and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So it was just like, I walked over to her and I started talking to her and I think she really was like happy about that. And you know, just that someone was like talking to her and then all of a sudden she like looked at me and I swear she asked me, she was like, so are we, do we actually like try to win? Like, do <laughs> are we like, do we really actually have to try to, to pin each other? I was like, oh, uh, yeah, the, you, you probably want to talk to uh, the promoter about <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah. I didn't, I did not know how to tell her. Um, but yeah, we, we've stayed friends since it was probably about three or four months later, she, um, got a tryout for, um, WWE's developmental at the time was called NXT Mm -hmm. and she made the trial. She, she aced it and whatever. And then she was just from there's history. She worked on television all the way up until I think she, um, found out she was going to have her second child in like February. Mm -hmm. So she's been off of television since then, but I mean, she's been doing that since I want to say like 2016. That's so. awesome, man. That's so cool. Yeah. That's it's hope out there. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. You know, just, you know, coming from a guy, you know, you just, you got in the car and you're like, they have a wrestling school and hey, you're meeting all these famous people, man. You said in the beginning, you're super lucky. <laughs> That's super rad. And you got the experience and stuff. You did break your leg, but. You know, now you have cool stories. And right, that's all yeah. I'm ever shooting that, for. <laughs> I, I always say that. I, I literally always say that. I'm like, the worst things that ever happen are always the best stories. Yeah, later. man. <laughs> they are. <laughs> well, all this wrestling actually led to something super awesome. You were part of a movie that me and Jenna both adored. It was called Peanut Butter Falcon. How did that happen, man? Oh, man. That was, again, the pure luck, dude, from small town. Um, I was doing the wrestling at the time. I'd been, uh, I think, I had just come back from like my leg being broken and I think I had maybe had like one or two matches and just so happened that somebody <laughs> like, I guess had filmed some of this, these probably terrible matches. And anyway, the, the crew there were in Savannah mm-hmm. and they were looking for professional wrestlers. And so I remember, I don't even know how they got my email to be honest, but 
I, I got an email and I totally thought it was like one of my friends ribbing me. Yeah. I was like, dude, there's no fucking way. This is <laughs> it's not real. And and the email didn't even look real. Yeah. Like the email didn't even look real at all. It was like, <laughs> yeah, we want you to do this. And we saw this footage of you. And I was like, yeah, freaking right. And I I, pro- I don't even think I responded to it that day. I think I responded to it like a day later. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, whatever, let me see, like, just whatever. So I, like, typed something up. I was like, yeah, I'm interested in what's this about. And then they sent me all these ideas of, like, what the movie's supposed to be and what I was supposed to do and where I was supposed to go. So I was just like, all right, if I take off work and I come here and yeah. there's, like, a bunch of people laughing at me, I'm going to be, be really mad. mad. <laughs> I'm going to body slam you all. So, uh, yeah, so, no, it was legit. It was so strange, though, because I didn't even know who the cast was going to be. Yeah. Like, when I got there, I was literally just like, I'm just going to play this wrestler guy. Mm-hmm. And they, like, sent us a bunch of photos of, like, what the aesthetic of the movie was supposed to be. They didn't give me, like, they didn't pick out clothes for us. They were like, you guys are going to be wrestlers. Here's some pictures of, like, wrestlers from around the time period we're wanting, which was, like, Ultimate Warrior and, yeah. like, face paint and stuff. And I was doing face paint at the time, so I was like, all right, yeah, I can do this. So I literally... The first day showed up in my full gimmick in my like spandex and yeah. face paint and everything. <laughs> They're like, yeah, that's not going to work. Uh. Uh, we, uh, we're kind of doing this like backyard wrestling kind of thing. And I was like, all right. So I went in my car and dug through my trunk and found a tank top and some shorts and some of my elbow pads. And I was just like, Hey, is this all right? And they're like, yeah, but you got to get rid of the face paint too. I was like, freaking a (laughs) washed it all off but what was funny was um i washed it all off but i still had like some black under my eye like from where the makeup was so every day that we filmed it was only like a week long but every day i'd have to go to the makeup people and they'd have to like re-put that under my eye for continuity (laughs) so it was just freaking like i look like i have my on eyeliner like the entire scene that you see me (laughs) well like did you have like uh like what part did you play did you have like lines in the movie or are you just wrestling in the background there was a part that we had filmed that i didn't that i just didn't make it i guess but it was like i already knew that the audio wasn't going to be used because they didn't actually give me any lines they said like (laughs) if we if we actually give you lines to read they have to put you on like union and stuff like that so they were just like we just want you, um, Shia LaBeouf is going to like walk up to you and he's going to ask you for a cigarette and you're just going to hand it to him. And then you guys are just going to kind of like bullshit here for a second. So I'm thinking it's going to be like some type of like during like a montage or something mm-hmm. yeah, or just yeah. something like that. But yeah, I didn't see that. But other than that, no, I'm literally just like a mannequin. What'd you say to Shia? <laughs> What'd you say to Shia? Oh, uh, well, just during that, we just like literally, I don't remember exactly what we said. It was just like a bunch of like nonsense, but yeah, just like, like, what's up, blah, 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 that kind of thing. But, um, so yeah, I want to go back because I said that I didn't even know who was going to be on this film and I, and I got there to set like the first day and we were like all sitting around and I remembered like maybe a day or two before hearing that. Shia LaBeouf might be on this movie and I was like there's no way like this isn't that kind of movie this is gonna be like somebody with a handy cam like (laughs) this isn't real and and then like so then I found that out and I was like yo yeah all right whatever and then seeing the news that he had gotten in trouble in Savannah Mm -hmm. and I was like all right, so we're not doing this movie anymore. <laughs> no, and then like like we shot on Monday. We started on Monday, and then like Sunday night, like the night before, they were like, "No, we're still doing the movie. Like, come to set this time. We'll you know we'll get started." Blah blah blah. So like I'm sitting there that on Monday morning, and I see this like bus pull up, and he gets off, and I'm just like in my head, I'm like all right, you've been wrestling for like five years. You've met like a lot of your heroes. Like, just be cool. Don't say nothing crazy. Oh God. And, and I didn't, but I remember there was like a lot of the girls that were playing extras, like mm. bum rushed him. Really? And was like, Oh my God, we loved you. in even Stevens, we loved you in <laughs> holes and transformers. Oh my God. You're so dreamy. Like that kind of thing. And I was just like, don't do that mental note. Do not do that. No, so, do that. That's what I would have done. I would be like, oh my uh, God, you're so dreamy. I love doing uh, holes. I, I, <laughs> you know, because you're 6'4". You would love that uh, or be terrified. Yeah, you probably, you probably would have been terrified. I was, uh, yeah, the, I'm a dinosaur. But yeah, so 
Uh, he was, I, it's so weird because I remember him getting in trouble and thinking like, he's going to be a douche. Mm-hmm. He was not at all. He was so cool. He literally reminded me of like my, my younger brother, mm-hmm. even though he, even though I'm pretty sure he's older than me, he just reminded me of like the way my little brother is. So we, we got along really well and he was so respectful. He came around to like everybody and shook their hand, but we started talking and he ended up sitting down and we talked for like a, a good while that first day. And it was crazy. Cause it turned out the next four days I had lunch with him and this rapper that was, he's called yellow wolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, we had lunch together like four days in a row. So it was just like, it's <laughs> what you is life. Up, yeah. We were still all That's in like, yeah, great. we were still all in, <laughs> but, um, it was so strange because, like, I know this sounds weird, but they he is just, like, a normal guy. He's yeah. just, like, he didn't act any kind of way. And, in fact, like, some of the other people I'd met in the past, I, I've kind of realized over time that the people that made it and did, did that, you know, been there, done that kind of people, they are cool. Mm. But the people who like kind of almost made it but didn't really make it, <laughs> those people are total douchers. Yeah, well, they yes. probably blame everyone for you know, like if it wasn't for you, I uh, yeah, <laughs> I'd dude. be star. Yeah, so that's me right now. So I haven't, I haven't quite made <laughs> total it. Total so. douche. Yeah, I'm, I'm total doucher. Um, yeah, but I was just like really, it was really cool. The whole process was really cool, and it really like re kind of vitalized my my love for filmmaking and just watching how like you you have these memorable shots that people literally remember like forever, like mm-hmm. just anything, anything you can think of right now, and then you think right outside of that shot. There's like 50 to 100 people standing around that just made this one thing happen. And mm-hmm. I, I have such an appreciation for that, that like even the people that are holding lights, it's yeah. like, dude, like you, if you hadn't done that little thing and then you created this, yeah. like this look that people don't forget. Yeah. I think that's awesome. That's, that's super cool, man. That's super cool. Well, kind of speaking about that, you know, on top of being a superstar, you know, best <laughs> friends with shy is what I'm hearing. <laughs> you know, um, you've also got your own production company. Yeah, I got to hurry up here. I think uh, we got something to do. Yeah. After. <laughs> oh yeah. You're going to call him up. You're going to call <laughs> him up. I loved him and holes. He's so dreamy. Just tell him I oh, said yeah. that. He'll know it's me. Yeah. Yeah. Joshua Scott. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know it's me. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so, dude, he tells me that all the time. Yeah, <laughs> every day he calls me. I'm like, hey, just don't you forget, I loved you and hold, and you're super dreamy. Yeah, <laughs> but you have your own production company thing that you've been yes. working on, 1958 Productions. So, tell people a little bit about it. Yep. I mean, of course, I don't have to explain the title. Um, mm-hmm. but we, uh, like I said, it's it's kind of just this love that I have for film and everything. So, I have like a bunch of people that I've kind of accrued over the years that also have the same passion and. We, uh, we write a lot. We build a lot of projects on our own. We also like, uh, outsource certain jobs or bring people in to, uh, do, um, contracts for people. Mm -hmm. And so like, if somebody wants a music video made for them, or like this guy has this idea for a short film and we like it, then, you know, we take it on and we try to make it happen for them. So that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. It's not, it's not a super big deal and it's not necessarily like I'm trying to get it off the ground. I hate to say it like this, but it's kind of selfish because I do use a lot of that for building my own ideas. Yeah. And yeah so yeah. it's kind of like, I mean, you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but well, yeah. How long you been doing that? Um, just a few years as mm-hmm. well. Um, we've we've shot a few music videos a couple short films and um yeah we're actually currently working on something i wish i could talk a little bit more about <laughs> but it uh, i can say it's like a period piece so like a 19 like mid 1920s to 1930s uh period piece and it's coming together freaking swimmingly. Awesome, man. <laughs> That's super awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm super excited. Yeah. Well, you also told me, uh, this is another joke I wrote down, that you uh, oh, you made shows for the uh, World Wildlife Exoskeleton, um, or whatever they call it nowadays. <laughs> oh, man. The, the, well, yeah, I can't the remember. WWE, yeah, man. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I was saying that um, uh, my friend Macy, she, she uh, ended up getting asked by... I think it was either like 
it was either like we channel or um like lifetime or mm-hmm. something like that <laughs> was like hey um you're a marine you're a wwe superstar you're a mom you you know you do all these things we want to make a reality show about you and your family so <laughs> we she called me up and was like hey i know you do this film stuff do you want to shoot this pilot for me and i was like absolutely so i literally got on an rv with her and her family for like uh a few days for this for this first pilot and drove like to several different shows where we pretty much would show her on the road and her life outside of being you know wwe superstar and then at nights there would be like different shows it'd be like house shows at like some hobunk civic center and yeah. then like uh there was a couple of them that we would do for like um i think smackdown comes on fox so like we would literally be like backstage filming some of the stuff there and i mean a kid that grew up watching wrestling you can't beat That's that so like cool. um, getting to meet <laughs> getting to meet a lot of those people was just like it blows my mind still like i i saw i saw a lot of people there but i was just like i i had my normal like all right you gotta be cool but then i was also like <laughs> If you do something stupid, Macy is never gonna let you do this again. <laughs> so, would you see anybody I, cool? Yeah, man. I mean, everybody was cool. Yeah. Like I, I remember, I literally got to go to catering, which is like a big like thing there. They have like catering at every show, and I'm sitting there, and there's like freaking Michael P.S. Hayes from the Freebirds, and then there's like freaking uh, just anybody that you see on TV today. But mm-hmm. the one that really freaking got me was I was. Uh, I think I was, yeah, I was sitting in this room and they have like these uh, people that come with them from show to show that'll do everybody's hair and uh, like tape up everybody's like beards and stuff for them and everything. And I was just standing there and um, freaking Kane walked in no the room. Way. And Kane now is like a mayor of like Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I think we were in. We were in Knoxville that night and he like just walked in there and he was like shaking everybody's hand. And I just remember being like, you had better be cool right now, but this is fucking Kane. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. What did yeah. you say to him? Did you say you, uh, you loved him in Holes and he was super yeah, dreamy? So yeah, I told him he was super dreamy <laughs> and I loved him in that horror movie that he did. <laughs> That's so uh, cool, man. Is cool. he like so is he like like so intimidating? Cuz it's it was weird Kane. because I'm a big guy, yeah. but he still was bigger than me. Like he was still taller than me and what was weird for me was because I do forget that I'm tall sometimes. So when I walked into the room like in a room like with a lot of the other people that were working there, I was mm-hmm. just like these people are not nearly as big as they look on TV. <laughs> so I was like, man, that, that kind of broke my heart a little bit. But yeah, Kane didn't disappoint. Cause yeah. He like walked in the room. I was instantly like, all right, he, he's probably like 50 now, but he could probably still beat my ass. Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Holy crap. That's so awesome, man. That's cool. so awesome. <laughs> well, on top of the, you know, the WWE stuff, you also make uh, some music videos. And I have some like questions about that because like, I love a music video. I think oh, they're yeah. really cool. And like, the way things you can do with a music video are like really awesome and will give the give meaning to a song that might not even have one. You know, it's so rad. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> hit or miss these days. Yeah. You watch it and it's like, you know, there's almost like those Ford commercials. You see like this crazy action trailer and then it'll be, it'll be like Ford moving forward oh, yeah. or whatever and whatever. And you're just like, wait, no, but yeah, like some music videos, they have nothing to do with the yeah. song. And I actually do love those mm-hmm. still. Um, but yeah, I mean, the... The ones that I've shot so far do kind of have, like, ties to it. Yeah. Not, like, directly ties to the lyrics to the song or whatever, but, like, whatever inspired the song. I normally talk with the people and be like, okay, well, what inspired this? And, like, you have this idea for a music video, but we kind of have to, like, round this thing out because, like, we're talking, you have something that could be, like, close to 10 minutes long, but we have to condense it to fit this song. Yeah, So yeah. that's what I love about it because that's such a challenge to be able to take this story and only be able to show seconds of these shots that are going to make this story to where from start to finish, people are going to be able to follow it and be yeah. like, okay, I get what this is. Yeah. I, I, I know what this is, but yeah, the, it's, it's a challenge, but I would not like, that is probably one of the most fun things to do for me is to shoot and like, 
I do like a little bit more of like the directing side of it, but my favorite is to be behind the camera because I'm such a nerd for shots. Like yeah. a really good wide shot is like beautiful. That's why like it's weird because all all bias aside, Peanut Butter Falcon had some really beautiful shots mm-hmm. in it. Like with the, some of the wides where they're like walking across the fields or they're walking across the water and stuff like that. It was like, oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm always a huge nerd for that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Is it difficult to make one of these things? It's, like, how I mean, long does it take? A while? Like, it, can you do it in a day? Can we just be like, shoot it right now? Like, I want you, you to sing this song, and we're just gonna go one shot. I mean, yeah, you can absolutely, absolutely do like anything like that you want. It all depends on like what you're trying to do and to what scale do you want this production to be. Like, if you want to shoot something in a day, if you do the right amount of like pre-production and you have all this stuff ready to go, then yeah, you could probably do something in a day. I wouldn't recommend that, <laughs> but like even a like a two and a half minute song, like you could spend a week really shooting cool. something like that. But I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to take that long. But a lot of times, like I I do I do think that the longer you spend on pre production pre production, that is like the better that thing is going to look because there's just no substitute for that. You can go out there with the most skilled people but if you didn't sit there and plan it out before you got there then you don't you don't know what you're doing yeah you know it's kind of mishmash together you know what i mean i got you man i got you well here's a question i've always had do they actually perform the songs are they like lip syncing the song because like sometimes you're like the way that dude's neck he's like is he screaming that or is he just is he just silent and weird and we're just pointing the camera this dude faking it like what is it I think it's probably a little bit of both. Yeah. I could, I don't really necessarily have examples, but I, I know that um, a lot of times we'll take like a Bluetooth speaker to set, not just for like to sync up sound and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. also because I like to like set the mood across like the board. Like if we're all trying to, it's almost like subtext. Like when you're reading a script, you don't want to just say the line. You want to know what's behind that. What's the motive? What's what's the character's like motivation behind that? So. It's the same thing with the music. If you play like a certain kind of song, then you've gotten everybody at the same time in the same headspace, mm-hmm. and it just like it makes everything flow just a lot easier. I got you, man. I got you. Is this are these things like expensive? Like we just want to make a Josh music video, even though I don't sing. Uh, like how much would that run me? Like a couple hundred bucks. Can I get away with like a couple hundred bucks? Or am I gonna go like thousands of dollars and make something? That I would say thousands, but we shot we shot this uh, we shot this short film. That was like, it was still low budget, but I would say just off of getting locations, running normal, um, like equipment and a small crew, like it still costs around like probably... Fifteen hundred bucks. Man, so I guess that's off my list, man. I can't just have a music oh, video. Man. I gotta get those scratch. Hey, up. man, you'll get you'll get the friends and family discount. We should we should shoot an opening for your show. And yeah, really, yeah, yeah. There like, we for go. Real. I yeah. would absolutely do That'd that. That'd be super rad. That'd be super rad. Well, this is one of my favorite things to ask when people make stuff. Like, do you have like a favorite one that you've made? I think it's the one I'm working one you on can't now. Talk about? I think it's the one I'm working on now, but. The one that Joey worked on, it's funny because it was a music video for one of our song or one of my songs, and the video ties into Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh, nice! So we painstakingly found all of the locations that they used in the movie, mm-hmm. so everything is instantly recognizable as soon as you see like these uh, these sceneries and stuff like that, and um. It's supposed to kind of be like taking place after the fact, like all after the events of Peanut Butter Falcon. So when that thing comes out, definitely check it out if you've seen Peanut Butter Falcon mm-hmm. because that is uh, that was really fun to shoot. And Joey was actually in that one, That's so cool. it was That's really cool. cool. Yeah, it was do really you have cool. a least favorite one? Do you have one that you're just like, God, that was garbage. You know, fresh out the gate, you're like, this uh, is terrible. You look probably back my at now. first fifty projects. Fifty. <laughs> <50. laughs> They get better every time, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is also about the people that you're working with. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm so fortunate to have a good group of guys and, and gals. And we just spent a lot of time beforehand being like, Hey man, I don't <laughs> want to tell you this, but 
don't fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> is anything like like that happens? Anybody just completely bork the whole <sighs> thing, man? There, you don't have to call their names times. out, you know, man. There's just... <laughs> times, Ryan. Um, no, <laughs> no, just people that just that you know, like some. There were there were times in the beginning that I remember we would be working on something and I needed an extra person just to hold a light, but I know holding a light doesn't take any kind of education. So <laughs> I would bring this guy on to hold a light and we're literally like, Oh man, this is the perfect shot. We've got everything set up. Perfect light outside, everything. All of a sudden a light freaking come crashing down <laughs> in the back here. Just like, dude, I didn't even have to let you do this. <laughs> like, why are you, why are you freaking uh, messing this up? That's fun, man. But again, like we said before, that's a good story. That's a funny story to tell someone, you know, just and a learning experience. I definitely have a learning experience that I tell people every time they get in the show, like, Hey, one guy, he did some numbers, you know what I mean? And you learn, oh, yeah. you know, you learn that you're not supposed to tap the table every single time. Will, um, <laughs> I'm going to jump right there with you, man. <laughs> but if you can believe it, we have been doing this for an hour. So what I'll let you do before we do any of our outro stuff, I will let you plug anything you want to plug friends, family, album shows. Don't care. Whatever you got. Go ahead, man. Oh man. Oh, plug, plug, plug. Uh, I mean, I love this podcast. So I'm going to plug your podcast <laughs> on your podcast, Podcastception. Uh, I, I love this. You've been awesome. You're really cool. I think we already just became friends oh, instantly. Oh, we're best friends. I, yeah, I, I love you. Oh. I love you in holes. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I hit the microphone. So next episode, you can call me out. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No, I... Really, I want to plug uh, Brutalities, which is Joey's uh, new live stream. Mm -hmm. I know he already talked about it on his, but I'm plugging it again because I love Joey Duff. He is like one of the coolest, uh, just genuine, sweetest souls you could ever hope to meet in your life. And he knows I mean that because I tell him every single day how <laughs> dreamy he is and I love him in holes. <laughs> So, <laughs> I don't know if you do this little side fact. Joey was also Joey was in holes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I love him. And of course, please uh, continue to be on the lookout. We will be releasing 1958 soon. That's all I can say is soon. <laughs> I know it's Boy Cried Wolf. Just don't give up on me. This thing is coming and it's way better. I really am glad that I took the time to really sit and work on this thing. Uh, more professionally with professionals so be on the lookout for it and continue to freaking stream the crap out of lawless because yeah. that is that is how i keep doing this that's the only <laughs> way that i even get paid so there you go there you go that song rips <laughs> definitely check it out um but let's see uh well like i mentioned to you before we got this whole thing started we're gonna have a couple final questions are you cool. ready sir oh no, let's do it all right well this one is my favorite question to ask literally anyone everyone who's gonna come in this chair will answer this question so what is your favorite song right now? My favorite song right now is a favorite song that I've always had, always. Um, <laughs> it's called Not Quite Happiness by Good Old War. And if you have not ever checked it out, please go check it out, including you, uh, Mr. <laughs> Josh. It is a beautiful song. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, I will take that song and I will put it on a playlist. I take everyone's song and I put it on this fun little playlist on Spotify called Bitter and Jaded, the original motion picture soundtrack. Jada yes. named it and it's got everyone's song. It's all wacky and weird. We go from like show tunes to metal to like... Like some of this stuff is just—it's awesome. Sounds Sometimes like the best road trip ever. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, I will throw that on there. And I'm excited to hear it, man, because you talked to that band so much. That's probably what I'm gonna do a second. You yeah, leave. I mean, I'm supposed to be getting a check any day now from them. So. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it's it's great. Well, your final question is: Is there a word or phrase that you absolutely hate? Um. Per se, um, per se, <laughs> really, yeah, it kind of, kind of bothers me sometimes. Uh, I think it was particularly because I knew somebody that was super annoying that used to use it all the time. Use per se, at, at least like, at least a couple times a day. <laughs> so it was like you don't even like you don't even hear per se, mm -hmm. except for maybe ten times in your life. Yeah, this is the most I've heard it. Ever. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, anytime I hear anyone else say per se, I'm yeah. like, yeah, let's, oh, man. let's just stop. <laughs> well, mine is uh, some type of way. I hate that. That doesn't describe anything. It makes zero sense 
What does that mean? Oh, I'm feeling some type of way. Okay, is that some type of way sad? Is that some type of way happy? Are you wanting to kill me it's right one now? one of the ways. It makes me so upset. Like, I get, like, physically ill when people say that. And then there's this new one going around, and people are going to give me crap for being, like, a boomer or whatever. But they'll say, like, it's blank for me. Like, you know, it's books for me. Shut up. What does that even mean? That means nothing. It's a nonsense <sighs> sentence. Start the sentence, finish the thought. No, actually, I have to retract <laughs> mine and give you this one because I'm going to sound even worse. This one's the one I don't understand is cap. Cap? Like, no cap yeah What's like that? i'm not lying like, it's like no cap no man. cap like man. nah no cap. yeah you're... Well, you know i work with lots of, lots of the youths now you know at my job i have That's a bunch of kids youths. are saying yeah and they'll days. say it they're like oh no cap man oh that's lit i'm like what does that mean <laughs> like i don't know like i'm oh, here man. for it i'm here to listen to what you have to say but like these words like i know there's probably words that we say now that you know there were nonsense words before but no cap is one of those things like what are you talking about my hat like i don't know what we're talking about no are, cap. You, are you not going to capitalize not, the sentence yeah, i don't know i'm uh, i'm old now we're 30 we're going to die soon because we don't know the the stuff that people are talking about we got, we got <laughs> pins drying out no cap no cap, <laughs> no cap. <laughs> no cap <laughs> well thank you so much for coming on the show Dude. and hanging out with me man uh, it's been awesome it's been yes, awesome I, yes. you know, I, I knew it was gonna be great when joey said i got a guy i was like let's go if you want to go out there uh oh, sorry if you want to come on there in my show and uh do the same thing that he's doing please hit me up i've got a website it's www.bitterandjadedpodcast.com or you can email me directly at bitterandjadedpodcast at gmail.com it goes directly to my phone we can get something set up he's sitting right in front of me right now you don't have to do that we could do whatever i've had people on their cell phones the quality's not great but i'm still here to talk to you i need to interview the entire world because it's my favorite thing i've ever done so again man thank you um uh, i'm going to i used to do this fun thing where i would give it to you and make you outro people and that's awful i realized that i'm growing i'm growing um so i i'm no i, I, I got this myself. i got this i can do it i can do it i can outro oh well how about we do it after my new thing we'll oh let you do, do it outro. no no yeah. so my, new, my new thing is not new anymore uh people don't tell me that they love it but i love it i do i listen to songs constantly it is uh my lifeblood music keeps me going is why i'm so high um high all the time like so super hyped so this song is actually the hypest song i've ever heard uh, it's on my hype playlist, so if I ever need to get anything done, I put the song on and all the other songs, and it's just like you know. But it's called "Wriggle" by Clipping, and it's just like it's just like oh, it makes you want to just go. Like it's just like this dancey, fun, crazy thing. But what he says in it is he says, uh, "Everybody wants to be a star, but don't nobody want to work for the privilege." And I think about that all the time. People are like, "Oh man, you know, if I did this, I did this." Well, they didn't just wake up one day and be a superstar. They're putting in the work. They're getting their legs broken in a wrestling ring. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm just, uh, <laughs> I just like to listen to this stuff. And I, I pick a lot of stuff um, from a lot of music. And I pick a little line and I'm like, oh man, that sounds cool. And it, it gets me through my day. So I kind of, that's what I kind of hope for this to do. And like I said, if you listen to this song and it doesn't make you want to cut all the rugs in the tri-state area, I'm telling you, there's something wrong. You're dead inside. Um, so you said you were going to do an outro. So I'm going to let you do an outro. Oh, that's super man. fun. Yeah, Let's dude, do I'm it. just off the top of my head, man. Yeah. This is, this is the coolest podcast you've ever heard. Bitter and jaded. <laughs> Joshua Scott is such a cool host. And, um, let me see. He was also, I don't know if you guys knew this, but he's super dreamy and he was in holes, so you have to watch <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's Joshua Scott. I'm Dylan Odom, a.k.a. Harlan Saved. Check out all of my music that's not out yet on Spotify <laughs> and uh, continue to listen to Bitter and Jaded. Yeah, Thanks, man. guys. Thanks, man. That was awesome. That was awesome. And I will talk to you later. Okay, bud? Oh, yeah.